Hello and welcome to Giving Back to Gwinnett. This is the monthly nonprofit show here on Business Radio X. We are broadcasting live from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studio in the beautiful Sinesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel. I am Mike Salmon, just filling in this month, keeping the seat warm for Tom Voris, and we welcome you to our program. Today we're going to highlight two nonprofit organizations that are serving the Gwinnett area Planned Pethood of Georgia and Camp Dream. And we're going to start with Planned Pethead of. Planned Pethead of. You can get it. You can get it. I can do it. Third time's a charm. Planned. No, fourth <laughs> Plan, time's I'll do a it. charm. Planned Pethood of Georgia. I say it fine all the time <laughs> until the microphone goes on. That's why Tom will be back here in the seat next month. But uh, Planned Pethood of Georgia. Lauren Frost is with us. That's who you just heard. Thank you, Lauren. You've already saved me once. You're Ho- hopefully you won't have to save me again during the show. Tell us all about your organization and what you guys do. I would be happy to. So it is our mission. We help pets and the people who care for them by providing innovative programs to save lives. That's that's the simple version of it. We really have six large programs that encompass a 360-degree approach to that. Our main one is our spay-neuter clinic. So we've been around for 10 years. This is our 10th year. And we have performed 55,000 spay and neuter surgeries at our clinic. And so that's our main mission is to prevent overpopulation of pets through affordable spay-neuter services. So that's our that's our main goal. But we have lots of other programs, too. So you would be working with pet owners that maybe can't afford, because of low-cost spay-neuter, mm-hmm. maybe can't afford a typical veterinarian. Right. A typical vet could cost hundreds of dollars. And we are costing between 50 to $60 for a cat and under $110 for a dog to get them spayed and neutered. So huge savings. I know a lot of folks will also trap animals, mm-hmm. trap dogs, trap cats that maybe are homeless mm-hmm. and they'll bring them in as well because overpopulation is a major problem. Talk about the overpopulation issue. So um, actually it's really relevant because Spay Day USA is coming up and that's on February 25th and so we're, um, that's a that's a national in, in day to encourage people and, and educate people on overpopulation issues. Um, but yeah, there are a lot of animals that are still homeless. We think that there aren't, but there are and the community cat problem is the trapping that you're referencing and so you might go behind an apartment complex or you might see them behind a grocery store um, and those are called community cats they used to be called feral cats we kind of moved to this term of community cats because they're part of the community people are taking care of them you'll see there's houses and there's food and somebody's taking initiative to take care of those animals and so if they don't get fixed and they don't get spay neutered they just continue to populate. And so we try to help people in that way by offering um, trap rentals. There's no charge, there's just a deposit you get back. Um, we have about 100 that we loan out all day, every day. So if somebody sees a cat and needs to get it, maybe can't pick it up, it's not friendly enough, but wants to have it stop having babies, um, they can come to us and they can get those traps. Um, and then we fix them at a very, very affordable charge of $35. So. Um, we try to make it as affordable as possible and as doable as possible for the community. Wow. Well, so you're doing a lot in the community. This costs money, though. It does. H- how are you able to do this? 
<laughs> it's hard <laughs> um, because we're we're not government funded. Um, we we rely on grants. We rely on companies and charitable contributions. We rely on the public and the community to to make donations to offset these costs. So um, we keep our prices as low as we possibly can while still keeping afloat, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, but we do have a rescue program as well. We rescue about a thousand animals a year. Wow. Um, and we don't typically turn a profit on any of those either. We you know we lose money. On on every single one of them that we're paying, you know, medical bills and veterinary bills on because um, so so just the support of the community is is vital to us. The grants and the donations, things like that. Is that how you keep your spay and neuter costs so low for someone to walk in and get a cat spayed or neutered right. for thirty five dollars? Right. So that's a big part of it. Um, also, we specialize. So we only do spay and neuter. We are not um, a full service vet where you can come in for a sick visit or you can come in to get an X ray or make an appointment. You can't do any of those things with us. So we know what we're good at. We know what our mission is, and we just do spay and neuter all day, every day. So we do about two hundred a week at our clinic so we we really are specialized in what we do and so we can keep our costs lower by not having an x-ray machine and not having some of the overhead that that other vets have talk about where you're located yeah so we're on Buford Highway in Duluth um, very very close to downtown Duluth which is a wonderful place to visit these days there's lots of restaurants and fun things over there so um, we've been there for 10 years it's that's our only location Talk about the the history. Or then you say ten years. Ten years. This is our ten year anniversary, so we're really excited about that. So um, we've grown just exponentially. I mean, fifty five thousand spay and neuters that we've done in ten years is just when you think about if each one of those animals had babies, you know right. how many hundreds of thousands of extra animals there'd be in our community. We're really proud of that. Um, and so, so in our 10th year, we're going to be having a party. So if, you know, people follow us on social media, we're definitely having a big celebration in the fall. Um, so we'd love people to come out for that. Um, but just, you know, to give you some numbers and some examples. So last year we did 8,500 spay and neuters. We rescued a thousand animals and we did, we served 3,100 pets at our vaccine clinics. So when you're talking about money and how we raise money, our vaccine clinics is one of those ways. So we offer um, low cost vaccines, heartworm tests, um, and uh, microchips, and some of the basic services once or twice a month. And so it's, it's not something you can come in for an appointment for, but um, it's on like one or two Saturdays a month. And, and those, we serve a lot of p- pets in the community there. Our guest is... Lauren Frost with Planned Pethood of Georgia here on Giving Back to Gwinnett. By the way, this show brought to you in part by Bexley and Deloach. Um, You talk about all the work that you do in the community. I'd like to know more about Lauren and Lauren Frost. How did you get to where you are today? Um, Sure. So I went to UGA. Um, I have a degree in public relations and a certificate in leadership and service from UGA. Um, And when I was there, I did an internship with a local animal uh, shelter rescue. I was always very passionate about it. My family was big rescuers my whole Mm -hmm. childhood. Um, And so that's kind of how I got my start in in that world. And then I worked for that nonprofit for about six years. And then um, I moved over here about a year and a half ago. So now I'm in a different role. I do, um, I'm a development coordinator. So I do fundraising and events and all the fun uh, things out in the community to get people engaged with us. A lot of folks that I know that are in your industry, when they were little kids, they knew they wanted to be involved with animals growing up. Yeah. Is that when you were a little kid, did you say, I want to do a career? Don't know exactly what it may be, but I want to be involved with animals? Yeah. So I knew I wanted to be involved with animals. I actually went to UGA for a wildlife degree. 
degree at first. I did a year in their wildlife program, um, thinking I wanted to go work at a zoo with rhinos and, and that kind of stuff. Um, but I realized very quickly that the sciences were not my thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I was an A student getting C's in science classes. So I switched over to public relations and found my, my forte. And I figured, you know, there's a public relations office in every nonprofit. So I can I can go and work at a zoo and get my perks maybe or something like that. So And then I rescued my first dog and started fostering when I was in Athens with a, a rescue group up there. And I found a passion for it and, and really stuck with it. Yeah, once you rescue the first one, you, you just you just it's like a it's like a virus. You can't <laughs> stop doing it. Well, it's a good virus, though. <laughs> yes, yes. I guess that came out the wrong way. Uh, Planned Pethood of Georgia. You mentioned the location on yes. Buford Highway in Duluth. Uh, do you have mobile services, or do all the animals need to be brought there to, on site? They need to be brought to us. We don't have any. Um, we. We don't have any mobile services for spay neuter and for um, the vaccine clinics, so that's all at our site. But we do have two programs that are kind of outside of our facility, I guess. Um, one of those is Go Fix Georgia. So that's our transportation program we launched last year. So we actually go out into rural and remote communities. Um, specifically, we've been working with Newton County a lot, um, where they don't have access to any low cost anything. There's no spay neuter clinics. There's just nothing out there. And so we've been working with the county animal control. And we actually go down there every week, pick up animals, bring them back to us, get them fixed, bring them back down there. It seems like a lot of work and it is, um, but it's important work and we've made a sure. huge dent in that community by by offering that service to their county and and made some big changes so that one's kind of you know it goes back and forth down we're going all of the highways and then um and then we actually operate the county veterinary contract at Gwinnett Animal Welfare. So if you adopt an animal from Gwinnett Welfare, um, you go there and you you rescue a pet, we have spayed and neutered it, we vaccinated it, we've done all of the vet work on that animal. So that's our team inside there doing that. So you guys stay pretty busy. We are very busy. Do people need to set up an appointment if they want to bring in their a cat or dog? Yes, and you can do that on our website. We actually have it. It's all you can go online and do it in the middle of the night if you don't have time um, to make an appointment. All of that's on there, or you can call our our office and make an appointment. Now, are you open typical business hours Monday through Friday? Uh, Monday through Thursday, okay. and we're open um, seven a.m. until about four thirty p.m. Okay, and just I get one dumb question every show. Go so for it. Here's the dumb question: Is it cats and dogs? That's what you spay and neuter. Mm-hmm. There are no other animals. Correct. That you yeah. Work with. Yeah, we do get questions a lot about rabbits, um, but actually, rabbits are very fragile. We found, and um, they they are you can scare them into death basically. Mm. So we don't do don't anything besides the cats and the dogs. Okay. For those out, well, a couple more questions. Uh, Number one, you mentioned like six areas that you really, why don't you talk about each of those? I don't know if you mentioned all of them. Um, I I might have, but I'll I'll run through them real quick. Um, So we do the veterinary services contract at Gwinnett Animal Welfare. We do the vaccine clinics um, at least once a month. Uh, Our low cost spay neuter clinic, which is four days a week. Um, the Go Fix Georgia transportation program. And then our community cat program, um, is, is very vast. I didn't really go into depth on that, but with the trap, neuter, return, um, if people want advice or have a, a cat community issue, we're the place to go. So there's nowhere else in Gwinnett County where somebody can go rent a trap and come get it fixed for $35. There's just nowhere else out there to do that in Gwinnett County. So if, if people have these colonies, is what they're called, out there of, of cats and they keep having babies and they don't know what to do, call us and we'll guide them through that. Um, and our last one is our rescue and adoption program where we rescue and adopt about a thousand animals a year. For those that would like to help. Yes. 
We need you it. Talked about, yeah, you talked about the grants. Yes. Obviously, donations yes. are a big part of your operating expenses. How else, outside of money, can people help plan to pethood? So there's a lot of different ways. Um, visiting our website at pethoodga.org, um, there's a lot of opportunities on there. So donations are great. Sometimes as little as $5 a month. We have a lifesaver fund is what we call it. So just making a $5 monthly contribution, that would actually um, feed an orphaned kitten for a month. Uh, or for a week, sorry. Um, but that's a simple way, but in-kind donations too. So things like just bringing us some bleach or some paper towels, that all goes towards our bottom line and what we can afford and, and keeping our costs low. So there's a wish list on our website. If people want to just go shopping while they're at Costco and stop by. And there's an Amazon wish list too. So if you're not in the area, you can just go on there and say, I want to give them some kitten food and I order it and get it delivered right to us. So um, those kinds of contributions are great. And then corporate giving I mean, a lot of people don't realize that their companies match donations. So if you work at a company that matches donations and you make a $25 gift, it could get matched by the company. And you also have some animals on site there available for adoption? We don't. So we are a, a clinic. Um, all the animals are in foster homes. They're foster so homes. So we are okay. always looking for more foster homes and the kitten season is approaching. So if anyone's in the Gwinnett area and wants to become a foster home, we'd love that. But there are lobby cats. So we have five cats. Of course. That <laughs> we're, we're a rescue. We have to have some lobby cats. So we do have um, five lobby cats that are roaming about the building that you can visit with while you're there. And the pets that are at foster homes, you can see them on the website? Mm -hmm. Yes, they're on the website. They do a lot of events on the weekends, um, and we're inside a couple of different like PetSmart and Petco locations, and those are listed on the website as well. And by the way, I'm, I'm guessing because of the low-cost low spade and neuter, that uh, spay and neuter, mm -hmm. that you probably get folks from all over the area that seek you out and come to your location. We do, and we're, and we're not income-driven. We're not. There's no qualifications to use us. Anyone can use us. So, I mean, you could make a lot of money and still want to save money on the spay and neuter, and that's fine with us. We just want it to, to happen. Mm -hmm. really so um so anybody can can use our services and we do we get people from all over um, marietta specifically a lot because there's nothing up in that way in cobb county uh lauren before we let you go i'll let you jump on the soapbox real quick and <laughs> talk to that pet owner out there who i am not going to have my cat or dog spayed or neutered because you know it's just inhumane it hurts the animal Oh, gosh. My soapbox could go on for a while. Um, I'll give you 30 seconds. <laughs> but basically, it's it's in their best health interest. So I'm, I know a lot of people put, we put our emotions onto the animals thinking that they think the way we do. And, and that's not the case. And for male dogs, specifically um, for male animals in general, when they're not neutered, they are much more likely to roam and get hit by cars. Um, and so the number one animal that's going to be hit by a car is, is a male dog because they're looking for mates. So that's, you know, just, just for safety reasons, they, they smell a, a female out there and they want to get to them and, and they will cross lanes of traffic to do so. Um, and it prevents testicular cancer. If there's no testicles, there's no cancer. Um, they get all the same illnesses we get. And the same with the, the females. It's actually a health benefit because there's a, something called a pyometra. Basically, it's an infection of the uterus. And if they get that, it's extremely dangerous and life-threatening. By taking the uterus out, there's no possibility of getting that. Um, so there's there's just really good health benefits. It's not even sometimes a social issue. It's just it's just a health issue. Yeah, you didn't even bring up yeah yeah you didn't bring up the whole point of the millions of animals that yeah. are put down every year. Healthy, adoptable animals just healthy, just, that just have no place to go because yeah. people are having litters of kittens and dogs and, and 
Yeah. They have no I could get on that go. soapbox for a while. Yeah, uh, we don't <laughs> have time for that one. So for those that would like to participate, donate, help out in any single way, where, where can they get the more information about Planned Pethood of Georgia? Pethoodga.org. Simple enough. Yeah. Lauren, thank you so much for joining us. You're welcome. Thank Lauren, you. Lauren Frost from Planned Pethood of Georgia. We want to remind our listeners that this show would not be possible without the great corporate partners of our own right here at Business Radio X. And a reminder that this show is brought to you in part by Bexley and Deloach. I'm Robert Bexley, managing partner at the law firm of Bexley and Deloach, nonprofit legal professionals located in downtown Lawrenceville. We possess the skill and expertise to provide a wide range of legal services to all of Georgia's amazing nonprofit and faith-based organizations. Bexley and Deloach is here to make our services work for your charitable purpose. If your nonprofit requires any legal assistance, please contact us at 770-689-6006 or go to www.bexleydeloach.com. Great firm, Bexley and Deloach. We appreciate their support. Also want to give a shout out to Duluth Fit Body Boot Camp. It's a dynamic 30-minute workout done with a personal trainer in a group setting. Their unique workouts help you burn fat for up to 30 hours after you work out. You're still getting the workout after you've worked out. With a health coach on staff, they are dedicated to helping you reach your fitness goals. Exercises are for all fitness levels, ages, and abilities. Visit DuluthFBBC.com. That's DuluthFBBC.com. Or stop by for your free week. Our thanks and support to Duluth Fit Body Boot Camp for their support of Gwinnett Business Radio and giving back to Gwinnett. Next up on the show, we want to introduce you to a couple folks from Camp Dream. Gary Marshall is the executive director, and Yvette Piggies is the chief spokesperson. And uh, first of all, welcome to the program. Thanks. Thanks for having us. Yvette was like, Gary, you've got to talk during the show. And you said, I don't want to. I want Because Yvette, you are the spokesperson. So you have to be the spokesperson. But, but I'm going to ask you, since you're the executive director, Gary, tell us about your organization. What is Camp Dream all about? And then Yvette, we'll let you piggyback on top of that and you say what it's all about. Sounds good. Sure. So Camp Dream's mission is to serve children and young adults through summer camp and camp out programs in Georgia. Uh, our programs are 100% volunteer. Um, so that's a really big component. Um, what makes us so unique is the fact that we offer a one-to-one camper-to-counselor ratio with our summer camp program. Really? So for every camper, there's a dedicated counselor, and it allows us to serve so many different types of disabilities. Um, you know, it allows us to serve more of the moderate to the severe and profound um, disabilities. Um, a lot of the individuals who have, you know, multiple disabilities or they're too severe or they've aged out, you know, they're not able to attend a lot of the other programs that are offered. Yvette, how do you do? I second what Gary says, of course, but from a perspective of the camper, there's so many individuals with disabilities that never get the independence that makes them great and grows their abilities. So the great thing about having a summer camp where it's one-to-one is that there's respite, obviously, for the caregivers and there's opportunities for our campers to do things they've never tried before. And we also have nurses, medical staff, and more individuals there to support even from the one-to-one ratio. So it's a pretty exciting opportunity and, and most of the caregivers come back a few days later and they're like, I never knew you could do that. So it's it's pretty amazing and over time, 
some of our campers um, have become counselors. So we love having counselors, and that's usually in the medical field, students, individuals who care for or know about disability skill sets and uh, different things that we will qualify. But for the most part, just raise your hand and we'll offer volunteer opportunities to come in and see what we do. The word disabilities is very general, very vague. It is. Talk about some of the types of disabilities that you work with. Well, as Gary mentioned, they're severe and profound. So that would be maybe someone who is nonverbal, someone who may have a great need for medical attention. So camp is not usually something that they would recommend or even look into because they're concerned that no one can really help them on a 24 by 7 basis. You have uh, disabilities like myself where you might be either paraplegic or um, if you have maybe a lower extremity um, issue with your legs or you could be a quad. Uh, Autism, you know, the spectrum is huge. Some of them are invisible like autism and others are visible where you're in a wheelchair or you have um, issues with speaking, walking, and otherwise. We like to call them abilities. Mm -hmm. I know every day is different, but is there an example that you can give of a typical day at Camp Dream? What would we see? Wow. Gary, you're going to have to help me on this one because there's so much that happens at camp. Uh, For the most part, the day stops out like any other day, really. We we try to normalize it, but then there's swimming, there's fishing, there's opportunities to go on boat rides, there's sports and activities, there's basketball, there's a lot of amazing things. I know they really like the swimming part of it uh, because they like being out on a lake, but there's motorcycle rides. We have individuals that come in and actually actually offer motorcycle rides. That's a really big one. What am I missing, Gary? Yeah, horseback riding, oh, yeah. Uh, arts and crafts. Um, each year we have a different theme. Uh, so like this year's theme is Disney. Uh, we'll actually have, well, I don't want to give it away, but um, so we have some activities planned around the theme. Um, each session has a dance. Um, so people either get dressed up like it's a prom or they might dress up according to what the theme is. Right. And I like that prom piece because we have individuals that come up come up and do hair, they do makeup, they take it very seriously. And sometimes because disability is something that has extended over time and the individuals that come in are based on mental age, not chronological age. So you may have a camper who is what as, as young as three or five or as old as 60. And they may not have ever been to a prom, gotten their hair poofed and in their face done. So it's it's kind of a really big deal. That's awesome. Now you guys are located in Cobb County. Yeah, so we're headquartered in Cobb County in Atlanta. Uh, Obviously serving the whole area, so obviously people here in Gwinnett, I mean, you get them from all over. Talk about how far people come to be in Camp Dream. We do. Um, so we serve the entire state of Georgia and beyond because people come from other states as well. Um, because our camp serves a lot of individuals that other camps won't, um, we seem to you know be the destination for those you know unique cases so um, we do have them from all over Um, our focus though is Georgia Um, our summer camp program is located in Roberta which is near Macon Um, so we offer our summer sessions there we also have a mobile camp out program where we bring camp to different communities all around Georgia yes and some of those take place in Savannah and Columbus and Milledgeville and Waycross, right here in Atlanta. 
Um, I believe from Gwinnett County last year we served 20 campers. So we do have a you know pretty big presence here in Gwinnett as well. Camp Dream, talk about, you mentioned the sessions. Is this something where you drop them off in the morning, you pick them up in the evening, or they're there for weeks at a time? Talk about how that, what that looks like. Yeah, so we offer four-day sessions, and they are overnight. So the parents or caretakers would drop them off, and they're paired with their one-to-one counselor. Um, they can take a quick tour, you know, get them settled into their room, um, and then they leave. And so <laughs> their child is with, you know, someone else, gets a chance to make a new friend and have a wonderful experience outside of what they would normally experience day-to-day. How does it work as far as uh, cost involved? If somebody maybe needs a little help with cost, or is, are there programs that can you can uh, put them in? In 25 years, we've never turned away a camper, especially based on their disability or their ability to pay. So what we do is more like family style, and we will ask our families to pay as much as you can. And we obviously have to get a lot of donations to be able to support that process. So it's about $500 per camper and $40 a month will, for a year, right? $40 a month for a year will take care of at least one camper. So it's a small investment overall if someone on the outside wants to support or sponsor a single camper. But there's a lot of other ways that we could support them financially as a nonprofit to make sure that every child that wants and needs to go to camp can attend. So that's a great way for people to get involved and support a great cause. Are there other ways that people can get involved and support what you guys are doing? Absolutely. Your eyes just got really big. (laughs) Absolutely. We love our volunteers, right? Uh, Our volunteers become part of our family. So obviously you can come in as a volunteer. Uh, Information is on our website about how to do that. You can come in as a camper and you can be a sponsor. So those are the top three ways, if I haven't missed anything, Gary, to get involved with what we do here at Camp Dream and what we've been doing for 25 years and what we'll continue to do as long as we're able. Can someone be specific? They say, listen, I want to work with autism kids or adults. Can I just work with the autism? Can you place them like that or? Well, the thing about our camp that makes it different is that we don't segment by disability. So it's not like it's an autism camp per se or a camp for a specific ability. I think integration is so important. So I don't know that we've had a situation where someone specifically asks for an ability type. And if we have, of course, if that's their comfort level, keeping in mind that everybody that goes to camp during that four day, three night camp is integrated. So that individual will also see other campers with multiple abilities. Talk about the campus and the facilities then that you have there at Camp Dream. Yeah, so currently we're holding our summer sessions in Roberta, Georgia, and it's a just a beautiful facility. Uh, it's at the Camp Grace location, um, and they've just built it up. It's just amazing. I don't really know what to say other than the fact that there is accessibility, you know, for our wheelchair users or those that have, you know, mobility challenges. Um, but you know, it's, uh, it's everything that like you or I would go to as far as a camp goes, you know, an awesome swimming pool that's, you know, zero entry and it's got all the bells and whistles and, you know, they've got a place where you can drop a line in and fish and, um, not in the pool, I hope. No, no, okay, no. Just yeah. sure. <laughs> the deep end. <laughs> um, so no, we've, you know, a fishing lake, there's, you know, a separate boating lake and, um, 
you know, we've got big, huge field where we set up water slides. Um, there's gym. So, you know, there's basketball and different activities. Um, uh, we'll bring in, like I said, horse horses at times, you know, and we'll offer horseback riding, uh, you know, but it, basically it's a campus sort of in the middle of not much. And um, so even like when our motorcycle riders come in, you know, they're they're actually doing the rides right there on campus because it's about 300 acres. I don't know if I should say this, but it sounds better than the camps that the, you know, non-handicapped folks go to these days. I would say so. Awesome. That's That's great. (laughs) That is wonderful. So it lines up with our theme because it is like Disney. It is like Disney. Exactly. Talk about the impact you're having in the state of Georgia. You mentioned that people that you're touching, the 20 campers from, from Gwinnett, but the state of Georgia as a whole, talk about the impact that you're making. Sure. So we're able to impact in a lot of different ways, um, of course, with our focus being on the campers. Um, in the state of Georgia, we currently serve about 200 campers, um, but the need is so much larger. So, you know, our goal is to eventually become a year-round operating camp so that we can serve you know much more of the 60,000 individuals in the state that will qualify for our programming and the way that we're trying to do that you know in the way that we're able to touch um, other communities and a lot of times impact those that may never even make it to camp is through our mobile you know camp out program Um, and, and this just allows us to have a local impact in that community and it allows us to tell people about this overnight opportunity as well. But again, some of those individuals may never make it to camp. So this way we're at least being able to have an impact on them local to where they live and play. And you mentioned, Gary, one of your wishes maybe is to go year round. So that rolls into the last question. If money was not an issue and you had unlimited funds, what could Camp Dream do for the special needs community? We would get to say yes more. I think with a year-round camp, we can do just that. We can have year-round programs. We can have individuals coming into the camp. And other programs that don't have a site where they can have camp can also partner with us and um, participate in some of the camps that we have. Uh, Also, you know, when funding is not a concern, you also get the opportunity to grow your current programs. And so that's one of the things I know we've been excited about. Some people are asking about it. And obviously, as we grow in the community, we can get more people into camps. Did I miss anything? Yeah, no, I think just to piggyback on that, we have tons of you know disability-specific organizations that all over the state that we've partnered with so we've done some programming with them but there's so much more opportunity that we could do um, you know really we believe that together we're stronger and we've just taken that approach in everything that we do and you know all of our partners you know love us for that and uh, of course you know there's a lot of opportunity to do more programming with them in their local communities you know if funds were unlimited So the most important question I'm going to ask you right now is for those that would like to support you guys, participate, donate, where can they get all this great information about Camp Dream? It's at a click of a button online, www.campdreamga.org. It's where you can donate. There is a donate button, and there's also opportunities where you can participate on the website. We also have a lot of testimonials on the website from campers and parents and individuals that we have partnered with. We'd love to hear from you. 
Great. Yvette Piggies, Chief Spokesperson, and Gary Marshall, Executive Director with Camp Dream. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having us. Also want to thank uh, Lauren Frost from Planned Pethood of Georgia for joining us on the program today. And a reminder, you can listen to this program anytime you'd like, 24-7, by going to Business Radio X, click on the Gwinnett Studio, and then click on Giving Back to Gwinnett. Again, a uh, big thanks to our sponsor in part, Bexley and Deloach, for making this show possible. For Tom Voris, until next time, I'm Mike Salmon, and you've been listening to Giving Back to Gwinnett here on Business Radio X.